So we are going to go right in and see what God has for us today. Father, we just want to thank you. We bless you. We worship you today. We thank you for the brand new day you've made. We rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for our brothers. Thank you, O oh God, even as we begin to hear your word, speak to us, send your word. And you sent your word and you saved us. You sent your word and you deliver us. And you sent your word and you heal us in the name of Jesus today. Hallelujah. Amen. So today we have a brand new topic. It is let go of the manna. And we are going to go into the word. Our scripture, our proof text for today is Exodus chapter 15. We are going to read from verse 1. And Joshua chapter 5 from verse 10. We can read it to the end. So let's go first to Exodus chapter 15. You all have a brief understanding or an idea of what is manna. Manna is the breath from heaven, as you know it, the breath from heaven. And it came as a result of the complaint that our forefathers, that the people of Israel, had with Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. You know, they had been in the wilderness for 40 days and um, they were asking for um, something to eat. Okay, so let's see from verse 1, Exodus chapter 15. Okay, 15. From verse 1. So I read. I'm reading from uh, New King James Version. Okay. Say, and they journeyed from Elin and all the congregation to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they departed from the land of Egypt. Then the whole congregation of the Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The word complained against what? Moses and Aaron. Just before this, in just uh, the chapter 15 there, they also complained just some days back that uh, they, 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 they had a bitter uh, uh drink so they wanted uh, a, a drink which was not bitter so they now changed they now um, and that was Mara so Moses complained in fact the, the people complained against Moses then um, Moses cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree and with the tree, after casting it into the waters, and the waters were, were made sweet. Okay, so then just 
after that, we now have this chapter. So here again, they are complaining against Moses and Pharaoh. Okay, now verse 3 of chapter 16. And and the children of Israel, and the children said to to uh, said to them, as Moses and Aaron, all that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the pot of meat, and when we eat bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a certain quarter every day that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. And it shall be on the sixth day that they shall prepare what they bring in, and it shall, it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. That is, they now are going to be given what? Bread. And the bread, it will be for a certain day. It will be the bread you are going to get. It will just be for you today. But there will be a day where he will tell you to keep it for both Saturday and Sunday. Okay? Just for Saturday and what? Sunday. So the bread will just a test of faith for you or for us to be able to keep up for that very day. So you expect it by faith tomorrow and it will come. Okay? It's for it's for the Lord to tell them whether they will abide by the regulation or not. You see here, he said, whether they will walk in my law or not. Okay. Now verse 6. Then Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, at evening, you shall know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning, you shall see the glory of the Lord, for he hears your complaint against the Lord. But what are we that you complain against us? Also, Moses said, this shall be seen, what the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening. And in the morning, breath to the full. For the Lord hear your complaint, which you have, which you made against Him. And what are we, what are we, plains are not against us, but against the Lord. So it's basically saying that you are complaining, murmuring, grumbling, uh, uh, doing all sorts of rebellious activities against me or my brother Aaron, say, who are we? See, we are just men like you. So when you murmur against us, you complain against us, you are indirectly doing it against the Lord. Okay? Then Moses spoke to Aaron. Then Moses spoke to Aaron. Say, that is verse 9. Then Moses spoke to Aaron. Say to all the congregation of the Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your complaints. Now it came to pass 
as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. Verse 11. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the complaint of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. Okay. So so it was that quail came up at evening and covered the whole camp. In the morning, the dew lay around the camp. Verse 4. And when the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a small round substance as fine as frost on the ground. Verse 15. So when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather it according to each one's need. One omer for each person according to the number of persons. Let every man take for those who are in his tent. 17. Then the children of Israel did so and gather some more, some less. See? You know, Israel gather some more, some less. Verse 18. So when they measure it by all, by omas, he who gather much had nothing left over, and he who gather little had no lack. Every man Uh, just a second. Um, uh, verse verse eighteen. So when they measure it by omas, that is, omas is used only in this chapter in the Bible. It was about two quarts. Two quarts. Okay. So verse thirty six explains that it was one tenth of an ephah. Then. Uh, then he who gathered much has nothing left, and he who gathered little had no lack. Every man had gathered according to each one's needs. Verse 19. And Moses says, Let no one leave any of it till morning. That is, whatever you gather today, you, you eat it, don't try to save it to tomorrow because God is an extravagant God is a God of excess is a God of an abundance is a God of blessing mm-hmm. is God of what blessing he has everything okay so Notwithstanding, that's verse 20, notwithstanding, they did not heed Moses, but some of them left part of it until morning, and his bread warms, and uh, warms, that is maggots and all that, he rot, things. And Moses was angry with them. See, one of the uh, disobedience, verse 21, 
the, one of the results of disobedience is this, okay? Verse 21. So they gather it every morning, every man according to his need. And when the sun became hot, it melted. And so it was on the fifth day that they gathered twice as much bread, two omens for each one. And all the rulers of the congregation came toward Moses. Then he said to them, This is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake today, and boil what you will boil, and lay it for yourselves, all that remain to be kept until morning. So they laid it up till morning, as Moses commanded, and it did not stink, nor were there any worms in it. Then Moses said, Eat that today for tomorrow, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. To, to, today you will not find it in what? In the field. Sixth day you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be no more. Then it happened that some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather, but they did not find none. And the Lord said to Moses, How long do you refuse to keep my commandment and my laws? See, for the, for the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, he gives you on the sixth day bread for two days. Let every man remain in a place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. So the sixth day is one, two, three, four, five, six. They were to eat every day, but on the sixth day, they will gather for Sunday. Because Sunday was for what? Rest. So which is the seventh day, it was for rest. So they will gather both for Saturday and they will bake or boil it till and keep it for tomorrow for themselves, okay? And then they will eat that. Then on Monday, it starts all over again, okay? So it's just uh, uh, keeping with the commandment for the Lord say. Verse 31 says, And the house of Israel called its name manna, and it was like white coriander seed, and the taste of it was like what? Excuse me. Wafers made with what? Honey. It must be very good. Okay. Now you notice that they 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 had manna. When they had manna, it came when there was no fasting, there was no praying, there was no of struggle to get it. They suddenly saw white substance on on the ground. And Moses said, yes, this is what the Lord has promised you guys that he was going to give you. And that's it. Go for it. Take what you can eat for yourself for today. And uh, they begin to say, what is it? What is it? See, what is it? Okay. So manna is what is it? Because they didn't labor for it. Uh, in, in our lives, there are people who who might be looking for something and all of a sudden you get more than you bargain. 
For example, you are not looking for marriage. You suddenly see there's somebody now willing to marry you. Sometimes you you uh, you are looking for you are not even looking for a job. You have not even applied. Suddenly they call you to come and start working. So these are the miracles we get in with manna. These are the miracles that symbolize our manna in our lives. Okay, these are what miracles that happens in our life. So when we grumble, for example, when we murmur and when we complain about a certain thing or a certain uh, lifestyle or what we want to have, you see, when you desperately uh, bargain, you see, the Lord might ask, the, the Lord might allow you to take it, might allow you to have it, might allow you to go along with it, but the question is, is it good? Is that perfect? Is that blessing? So what we are looking for in our lives is what is that good? What is that acceptable and perfect will of God? The best. Not just good, but the best. The one that he has blessed. Not the one that he has reluctantly give you. See, the one that you, 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 uh, you, you've, you've prayed and prayed and fasted and said, okay, go and have it. But it's not the best. Because when you notice here, when you notice here, they they had they 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 were uh, uh, asking, okay. Immediately after this, they began to crave for quails. Quails. That's verse thirteen. Verse thirteen says, "So it was. It was that quail came up at evening and covered the camp." in the morning and they lay up. so now look at the effect of quail now uh, numbers chapter 13 so the gift of quails will come with judgment so let's see the uh, numbers chapter 11 numbers chapter 11 okay Okay, Numbers chapter 11. I'm going to read from 31 quickly. Now a wind went out from the Lord, and it brought quail from the sea, and left them fluttering near the camp, about a day's journey on the side, and about a day's journey on the other side, or around the camp and about two cubits above the surface of the ground. And the people stayed up all that day, all night, and all the next day, and gathered the quail. Can you imagine how desperate they were? And all the next day, and gathered the quail. He who gathered least, gathered ten homers, and they spread them out for themselves all around the camp. But while the meat was still between their feet, before it was stewed, the wrath of the Lord was aroused against the people, 
And the Lord struck the people with a very great plague. So he called the name of that place Kibroth Hatarah because because there they buried the people who had yielded to cravings. Who had what? Yielded to cravings. So craving for uh, things that the Lord does not want. Craving for things that we do not know the consequences. Craving for things that are not pushing out to God might be disastrous. And most of these cravings come from demands, from complaining and murmuring. You see, so they lead us to craving. So when we yield to cravings, so we watch out. Very, very significant in our lives. Okay, so now you see uh, the consequences of that. See, Romans 12 says that we should not be conformed to this word. Verse 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And we must not conform to this world, but we must transform by the renewal of our mind that we may prove what that we may prove what is that good, acceptable and perfect will of God. See. So we are looking for God's best. We are not looking for just good or just go and use it. Okay? So let us not yield to craving. It is deadly. It's a consequences of all of our father's craving for meat. That is flesh. Hallelujah. So people might, you know, in, in the manna stage, when people were in the manna, the manna was there to sustain. The manna was there as a survivor. The manna was there just to keep us. So people might come to render us help or something. Something to come, something to to help you, something to keep you, something for you to live on. Know that you are in mana season. You are not in the promise. There's a difference between the mana and when we when they when they were in the promise. Okay, there was a difference between when they were in the manna and when they were in the promise. Okay, now to maintain, to keep, the manna was there to keep us till we walk into the promised land. Now, if anybody refused to help you when you are in the manna, because we all have kinds of people, if anybody refused to help, when we are in, in the seasons of manna, they are not the one God has sent to you. They are not your source. They are not your rescue. So you don't need to be mad at them or to angry because the manna was just to survive, to help you survive, to keep you to rescue you. It's not a place to die in. 
not a place to live in. Where we are going to live is the promised land, the land where God has promised. You know, in the promised land, you have everything. But you have to what fight and receive it. It is a place where there's milk and honey. It's a place of an abundance. But it doesn't come so easy. So you must fight for it. And you must receive what God has prepared for you. In promised land, you have the opportunities. And you have all the choices. And you choose what you want. You see, now when you... uh, 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 notice the manner in the manner you have not so much choice so we eat manna we are able to survive we are able to live we are able to be alive and we are able to believe in God and walk towards what our promised land in manner you do not fight for it. In promise, it is required that we must fight and receive all what God has given to us. You see, manna in today, manna can be people who is your friend, your neighbor, your relatives, your friends, your acquaintances, your government, your communities who are there to help you. You also might be a manner to other people who you might help, who you might rescue, who you might be there for. It could be your landlord. It could be your your employer. It could be your co-worker. It could be your friends. It could be your husband. It could be your wife. Anyone. Okay? So things might be difficult in the manner stage. It might be difficult, times might be hard, there might be problems, there might be trials, there might be challenges, there might be uh, uh, tribulations, but you must stay alive. Why? Because you stay alive for you to be able to walk into the promised land. You don't want to die in the manner stage. You want to be able to walk into the promised land, the land God has promised you. And the promised land, as we said, is a land of an abundance. It's a land of blessing. It's a land that has everything. And every time you have a promise from God, the devil wants to kill somebody. We want to kill that person. We want to kill uh, uh, the children of God on the way to the promised land. They will, will want, he will want to discourage the children of God to turn back, to forget what God has promised them. He will always want to discourage the children of God, to discourage us from forgetting or clinging to the little we have. We want us to settle for less. We want us to uh, embark 
on survivor of the fittest, killing one another, hating one another, disunity among ourselves, fighting one another, complaining against one another. Uh, we are not building ourselves up. We kill, we kill, we kill, we kill one another. You look at these days, there's always shootings, there's always fighting, there's always killing of us, of, of, of one another, you see. And we are all from the same source. And yet, the enemy has so infiltrated the body system, the, the, the community, and all we see is just killing hatred, fightings, trying to disorganize the children of God. But we must keep our heart on the promise, what God has promised you, what God has in store for you, what God is capable of doing. You see, because when you are alive, you will walk into what God has for you. But when you die, you cannot go to what God has for you. A dead man cannot go into the promised land. See, so when you are alive, you walk into what God has for you. He says, for all the promises of God in him are yea and in him unto the glory of God by us. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. You see, yes, the promise of God in him are yea. It will come to pass. That is if you don't die in the manner stage. In the seasons of your manner, in the season of situations, circumstances, in the season where you have miracle, you see, the question is, do you, do you recognize it? Do you know you have not reached your promised land yet? A place of an abundance, a place of excess, a place of extravagant, if not a place of limitation. Hallelujah. And most of us, when we just have a little bit, we say we have arrived. No, we have not arrived. We have not arrived yet. You see, most of the time, it's what you find. Just the little one, they have, they grab it, and they are not willing. We are not able to help. We are not able to release it. You see, it was not God's plan for the people of Israel to wander in the wilderness for 40 years, 40 nights. It was not his plan for us, uh, our forefathers, to be in that wilderness for 40 years. It was not God's plan for the promise to be delayed. It was not God's plan for the people to eat manna because manna was not from the promised land. The manna was not from what? The promised land. The devil delayed the promise. He would delay the people that he can delay. They saw the power. They, these are the same people that saw the power. The same people who saw the glory. The same people who saw the signs and wonders. They saw the Red Sea parted and they walked through. And they saw the rest close, and their enemies were destroyed. They saw the awesome provisions of water 
food and yet they continue to wonder and ask is god among us is god here so it's a sense of the fact that we don't know who we are and we don't know how much we need god you see so what you have is not the best See, what you have is not the best because the best is in the promised land. So while they ate the bread, remember why they ate the bread, they did not do much for them. The bread did not do much for them. See, why they eat the bread, the bread did not do much. They did not do much. The bread was just a daily bread not to be saved. You see, but Jesus said, the bread, the, 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 give us this day our daily bread. You see, Jesus pray the same prayer, give us this day our daily bread. So we always need bread every day. Jesus recognized this. He will not go against his word. So you have just what you have to keep you alive in such a time as this. You see? So what you have is just to keep you alive in such a time as this. It might be uh, the fact that you are uh, some kind of, some, some, some people live paycheck by paycheck. You realize is is one of the reasons uh, many of us are in in the manner living paycheck by paycheck, barely able to survive, barely able to keep it. You ask some people, say, "How are you?" I'm just surviving. I'm barely surviving. It's hard. Oh, hmm? those are the phrases you hear. Just surviving, just barely making it, because it's paycheck by paycheck. That is before this, before uh, 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 you, 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 before you receive the money has, the money is all spent. You see, most of us go through wilderness experience. Every one of us go through what wilderness experience. You see, so the manna might not just be food. It might not just be food today. The manna might not just be food only. It might be people who came in your life, people who have come to encourage you and say tomorrow it will be better. Isn't that who you want? Yeah, those are the, the manna that we might have today. My time is running out. It might be what the people you have who will encourage you. It might be uh, uh, it, uh, somebody who say nice word, and also you say a nice word. You see, there is a time that you want to get out of what you are doing now, but you must receive the encouragement and stay on and don't quit. You see, 
the people that encourage you are your manner. They are not your promise. Or they or or they give you money or wish they they can give you money. You see, that is what you really need. Uh, you want people to give you money to buy a house. No, instead of being grateful because they are just there to keep you to survive for you to walk into your promise. But what we must do, we must thank God for the manna. Thank the people who have helped you. Helped you. Uh, it might be your, your landlord, your place of work, your good friends who have encouraged you, appreciated, appreciate them for keeping you alive because you know where you are going. If it wasn't for them, even though the place was bad or you had hard times, they keep you alive. If you don't know your promise and where you are going, you can be mad at the people and say, hey, they don't want to help you. They are this, they are that. We complain. But when God has promised you something, you can get something big from the manna. You see? So the problem we have is that some of us, when we are in manna, we think that we are in the promised land. We start getting offended when you don't get help. You see, appreciate whoever has taken your hands and and talked to you and encouraged you. You see, in the manner there's no fasting, no no praying. You see, it's just a miracle that came. So, but in the uh, in the promise, we have to work five. You see, in, in the promise, we have to work, uh, uh, go for what God has promised. Take what God has promised you. You see, so you have the ability to eat what you like in the promise. Now you are not forced to eat what you don't like. In the promised land, you have to arise and conquer and possess what God has for you. You see, with manna, you could not invest or save or give. In promise, you will be rich and able to build whatever you want to build. You will be able to reach out to others. You will be able to reach out to your friends, your neighbors. You see, in manna, you could not give to somebody else because it was just for you, you see, to keep you, to make you uh, able to walk into the promise. In promise, you give to others, give to your friends, and so on and so forth. It is a, it is a time, a season to fight, to conquer and possess. You see, Matthew 11 verse 12 says, And from the days of John the Baptist to now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violence take it by force. So, my dear brother, my dear sister, we have to fight to take that opportunity. We have to fight to take all that is our choice. Don't settle for less when you can have the best. Don't settle for the little when you can have an abundance. Don't settle for limitation. Don't settle for sickness. Settle for an abundant healing. And thank God for feeding you 
thank God for the manner God has kept you to stay alive till you reach walk into the promise, claiming what God has for you. Seize everything that belongs to you, what the Lord has promised you. It is all for you and not for anyone else. It is yours. So we must take it and we must possess it and we must be obedient to what God has said because it is ours and we must receive it in the name of Jesus. So I believe this bless you and I hope your faith is lifted up even as we uh, are praying. So pray for uh, the, the manna, pray for the promise, pray for the people that have helped you, have rescued you, who have come to you. Thank God for the manna. Thank him for providing the manna. And thank God for keeping you alive, for you to walk into the promised land. And I appreciate him for what he has done. And let us cease from uh, complaining, murmuring for what uh, about people. Mostly about people. Okay, let us stop. Let's stop. They are not uh, your source. They are not my source. God is your source, and He will provide who will come. So when He provides, no one can stop them. No one can hold their hands. No enemy, no devil, no principalities, no power will be able to help when God stop that person who God has assigned to come and rescue you, to come and help you. No demon, no spirit, no principality will stop it. When God says, go and rescue you, he will come. She will come. Okay, believe that and receive it. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for today. We bless you. We give you glory. And I pray for Kingdom Empowerment Inc. Radio. Pray for the ministry as well in your prayer. Pray for us as well. We dearly need your prayers. And pray for uh, Reverend Dr. Donna Ghani and the family. Pray for the ministry. Pray for the people, the ministers. And God will surely bless you as well. Together, we will walk into our promised land. So we'll see you next time. We love you, and God loves you. Until we see in Christ Jesus, amen.